Act Three of The Recruiting Officer by George Fakahar. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Third. Scene One. The Marketplace. Enter Plume and Worthy. I cannot forbear admiring the equality of our fortunes. We love two ladies, they meet us halfway, and just as we were upon the point of leaping into their arms, fortune drops in their laps, pride possesses their hearts, a maggot fills their heads, madness takes them by the tails. They snort, kick up their heels, and away they run. And leave us here to mourn upon the shore, a couple of poor melancholy monsters. What should we do? I have a trick for mine, the letter you know, and the fortune teller and i have a trick for mine what is it i'll never think of her again no no i think myself above administering to the pride of any woman were she worth twelve thousand a year and i ain't the vanity to believe i shall gain a lady worth twelve hundred the generous good-natured sylvia in her smock i admire but the haughty and scornful sylvia with her fortune i despise what sneak out of town not so much as a word a line a compliment Steth, how far off does she live i'll go and break her windows <laughs> ay and the window bars too to come at her come come friend no more of your rough military airs enter kite captain captain sir come yonder she's a-comin this way tis the prettiest cleanest little tit now worthy to show you how much i'm in love here she comes but kite what is that great country fellow with her i can't tell sir enter rose followed by her brother bullock with chickens on her arm in a basket boy chickens young and tender chickens young and tender chickens hear you chickens who calls come hither pretty maid will you please to buy sir yes child we'll both buy nay worthy that's not fair market for yourself come child i'll buy all you have then all i have is at your service courtesies then i must shift for myself i find exit let me see young and tender you say chucks her under the chin as ever you tasted in your life sir come i must examine your basket to the bottom my dear nay for that matter put in your hand feel sir i warrant my wearers as good as any in the market and i'll buy it all child were it ten times more sir i can furnish you come then we won't quarrel about the price they're fine birds pray what's your name pretty creature rose sir my father is a farmer within three short miles of the town we keep this market i sell chickens eggs and butter and my brother bullock there sells corn come sister haste we shall be late home whistles about the stage kite tips him the wink he returns it pretty mrs rose you have let me see how many a dozen sir and they are richly worth a crown come rose 
i sold fifty strake of barley to-day and half this time but you will iggle and iggle for a penny more than the commodity is worth what's that to you oaf i can make as much out of a groat as you can out of fourpence i'm sure the gentleman bids fair and when i meet with a chapman i know how to make the best of him and so sir i say for a crown piece the bargain's yours here's a guinea my dear i can't change your money sir indeed indeed but you can my lodging is hard by chicken and we'll make change there goes off she follows him so sir as i was telling you i have seen one of these hussars eat up a ravelin for his breakfast and afterwards pick his teeth with a palisado ay you soldiers see very strange things but pray sir what is a rabbelin why tis like a modern minced pie but the crust is confounded hard and the plums are somewhat hard of digestion then your palisado pray what may he be come rouse pray have done your palisado is a pretty sort of bodkin about the thickness of my leg aside that's a fib i believe eh where's rouse 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 Svesh. where's rouse gone she's gone with the captain the captain wounds there's no pressing of women sure but there is sure if the captain should press rouse i should be ruined which way went she oh the devil take your rabblings and palisados exit you shall be better acquainted with them honest bullock or i shall miss of my aim enter worthy why thou art the most useful fellow in nature to your captain admirable in your way i find yes sir i understand my business i will say it how came you so qualified you must know sir i was born a gypsy and bred among that crew till i was ten years old there i learned canton and lion i was bought from my mother cleopatra by a certain nobleman for three pistoles there i learned impudence and pimping i was turned off for wearing my lord's linen and drinking my lady's ratafia and turned bailiff's follower there i learned bullying and swearing i at last got into the army and there i learned whoring and drinking so that if your worship pleases to cast up the whole sum viz canting lying impudence pimping bullying swearing whoring drinking and a halbert you will find the sum total amount to a recruiting sergeant and pray what induced you to turn soldier hunger and ambition but here comes justice balance enter balance and bullock hey you sergeant where's your captain here's a poor foolish fellow comes clamouring to me with a complaint that your captain has pressed his sister do you know anything of this matter worthy <laughs> i know his sister is gone with plume to his lodging to sell him some chickens is that all the fellow's a fool i know that and please your worship but if your worship pleases to grant me a warrant to bring her before your worship for fear of the worst thou art mad fellow thou sister's safe enough aside i hope so too hast thou no more sense fellow than to believe that the captain can list women 
i know not whether they list em or what they do with em but i'm sure they carry as many women as men with them out of the country but how came you not to go along with your sister lord sir i thought no more of her going than i do the day i shall die but this gentleman here not suspecting any hurt neither i believe you thought no harm friend did you lack a day sir not i only that i believe i shall marry her to-morrow i begin to smell powder well friend but what did that gentleman with you why sir he entertained me with a fine story of a great sea-fight between the hungarians i think it was and the wild irish and so sir while we were in the heat of battle the captain carried off the baggage sergeant go along with this fellow to your captain give in my humble service and desire him to discharge the wench though he has listed her ay and if she bent free for that he shall have another man in her place come honest friend you shall go to my quarters instead of the captain's Excellent kite and bullock we must get his mad captain his complement of men and send him packing else he'll overturn the country you see sir how little he values your daughter's disdain i like him better i was just such another fellow at his age but how goes your affair with melinda very slowly my mistress has got a captain too but such a captain as i live yonder he comes who a bluff fellow in the sash i don't know him but i engage he knows you and everybody at first sight his impudence were a prodigy were not his ignorance proportionable he has the most universal acquaintance of any man living for he won't be alone and nobody will keep him company twice then he's a caesar among the women veni vidi vici that's all if he has but talked with the maid he swears he has lain with the mistress but the most surprising part of his character is his memory which is the most prodigious and the most trifling in the world i have known another acquire so much by travel as to tell you the names of most places in europe with their distances of miles leagues or hours as punctually as a postboy but for anything else as ignorant as the horse that carries the mail this is your man sir add but the traveller's privilege of lying and even that he abuses this is the picture behold the life enter brazen mr worthy i'm your servant and so forth hark ye my dear whispering sir before company is not manners and when nobody's by tis foolish company mort de ma vie i beg the gentleman's pardon who is he ask him so i will my dear i am your servant and so forth your name my dear very laconic sir laconic a very good name truly i have known several of the laconics abroad oh, poor jack laconic he was killed at the battle of landon i remember that he had a blue ribbon in his hat that very day and after he fell we found a piece of neat's tongue in his pocket pray sir did the french attack us or we them at landon the french attack us <laughs> no sir we attacked them on the i have reason to remember the time for i had two and twenty horses killed under me that day then sir you must have rid mighty hard or perhaps sir like my countrymen 
you've rid upon half a dozen horses at once what do you mean gentlemen i tell you they were killed all torn to pieces by cannon shot except six i stalked to death upon the enemy's cheveux de frise noble captain may i crave your name brazen at your service oh brazen a very good name i have known several of the brazens abroad do you know one captain plume sir is he anything related to frank plume in northamptonshire honest frank many many a dry bottle have we cracked hand to fist you must have known his brother charles that was concerned in the india company he married the daughter of old tongue-pad the master in chancery a very pretty woman only she quented a little she died in childbed of her first child but the child survived twas a daughter but whether it was called margaret or marjorie upon my soul i can't remember looking on his watch but gentlemen i must meet a lady a twenty thousand pounder presently upon the walk by the water worthy your servant laconic yours exit if you can have so mean an opinion of melinda as to be jealous of this fellow i think she ought to give you cause to be so i don't think she encourages him so much for gaining herself a lover as to set up a rival were there any credit to be given to his words i should believe melinda had made him this assignation i must go see sir you'll pardon me exit ay ay sir you're a man of business but what have you got here enter rose singing and i shall be a lady a captain's lady and ride single upon a white horse with a star upon a velvet side saddle and i shall go to london and see the tombs and the lions and the king and queen sir and please your worship i have often seen your worship ride through our grounds a-hunting begging your worship's pardon pray what may this lace be worth a yard showing some lace right mecklin by this light where did you get this lace child no matter for that sir i came honestly by it i question it much and see here sir a fine turkey shell snuff-box and fine mangier see here takes snuff affectedly the captain learned me how to take it with an air oh ho the captain now the murder's out and so the captain taught you to take it with an air yes and give it with an air too will your worship please to taste my snuff offers the box affectedly you are a very apt scholar pretty maid and pray what did you give the captain for these fine things he's to have my brother for a soldier and two or three sweethearts i have in the country they shall all go with the captain oh he's the finest man and the humblest withal would you believe it sir he carried me up with him to his own chamber with as much fam mam mil yararality as if i had been the best lady in the land oh he's a mighty familiar gentleman as can be enter plume singing but it is not so with those that go through frost and snow most apropos my maid with the milking pail takes hold of rose how the justice then i'm arraigned condemned and executed oh my noble captain and my noble captain too sir stealth child are you mad mr balance i am so full of business about my recruits that i haven't a moment's time to i have just now three or four people to nay captain i must speak to you 
and so must i too captain any other time sir i cannot for my life sir pray sir twenty thousand things i would but now sir pray devil take me i cannot i must breaks away nay i'll follow you exit and i too exit scene two the walk by the severn side enter melinda and her maid lucy and pray was it a ring or buckle or pendants or knots or in what shape was the almighty gold transformed that has bribed you so much in his favour indeed madam the last bribe i had from the captain was only a small piece of flanders lace or a cap ay hey, flanders lace is a constant present from officers to their women they every year bring over a cargo of lace to cheat the king of his duty and his subjects of their honesty they only barter one sort of prohibited goods for another madam has any of them been bartering with you mrs pert that you talk so like a trader one would imagine madam by your concern for worthy's absence that you should use him better when he's with you who told you pray that i was concerned for his absence i'm only vexed that i have nothing said to me these two days as one may love the treason and hate the traitor oh here comes another captain and a rogue that has the confidence to make love to me but indeed i don't wonder at that when he has the assurance to fancy himself a fine gentleman aside if he should speak o the vaccination i should be ruined enter brazen true to the touch faith madam i am your humble servant and all that madam a fine river this same seven do you love fishing madam tis a pretty melancholy amusement for lovers i'll go and buy hooks and lines presently for you must know madam that i have served in flanders against the french in hungary against the turks and in tangier against the moors and i was never so much in love before and split me madam in all the campaigns i ever made i have not seen so fine a woman as your ladyship and from all the men i ever saw i never had so fine a compliment but you soldiers are the best-bred man that we must allow some of us madam but there are brutes among us too very sad brutes for my own part i have always had the good luck to prove agreeable i have had very considerable offers madam i might have married a german princess worth fifty thousand crowns a year but her stove disgusted me the daughter of a turkish bashaw fell in love with me too when i was a prisoner among the infidels she offered to rob her father of his treasure and make her escape with me but i don't know how my time was not come hanging and marriage you know go by destiny fate had reserved for me a shropshire lady worth twenty thousand pounds do you know any such person madam aside extravagant coxcomb to be sure a great many ladies of that fortune would be proud of the name of mrs brazen nay for that matter madam there are women of very good quality of the name of brazen enter worthy oh are you there gentlemen come captain we'll walk this way give me your hand 
My hand, heart, blood, and guts are at your service. Mr. Worthy, your servant, my dear. Exit, leading Melinda. Death and fire, this is not to be borne. Enter Plume. No more it is, faith. What? The march beer at the Raven. I've, I've been doubly serving the king, raising men and raising the excise. Recruiting and elections are rare friends to the excise. You aren't drunk. No, no, whimsical only. I could be mighty foolish and fancy myself mighty witty. Reason still keeps its throne, but it nods a little, that's all. Then you're just fit for a frolic. Just so. Then recover me that vessel from that tangerine. She's well rigged, but how is she manned? <laughs> By Captain Brazen, that I told you of today. She is called the Melinda, a first rate, I can assure you. She sheared off with him just now, on purpose to affront me. But according to your advice, I would take no notice, because I would seem to be above a concern for her behavior. But have a care of a quarrel. No, no, I never quarrel with anything in my cups, but an oyster wench, or a cookmaid. And if they've been civil, I knock them down. <laughs> but hark you, my friend, I'll make love, and I must make love. I'll tell you what, I'll make love like a platoon. Platoon? How's that? I'll kneel, stoop, and stand, faith. Most ladies are gained by platooning. Here they come. I must leave you. Exit. So, now must I look as sober and demure as a whore at a christening. Enter Brazen and Melinda. Who's that, madam? A brother officer of yours, I suppose, sir? Aye. To Plume. My dear. My dear. Run and embrace. My dear boy, how is't? Your name, my dear. If I be not mistaken, I have seen your face. I never saw yours in my life, my dear. But there's a face well known as the sun's that shines on all, and is by all adored. Have you any pretensions, sir? Pretensions? That is, sir, have you ever served abroad? I have served at home, sir, for ages served this cruel fare. And that will serve the turn, sir. So, between the fool and the rake, I shall bring a fine spot of work upon my hands. Will you fight for the lady, sir? No, sir, but I'll have her notwithstanding. Thou peerless princess of Salopian plains, envied by nymphs and worshipped by the swains. Oon, sir, not fight for her. Prithee be quiet. I shall be out. Behold how humbly does the seven glide to greet thee, princess of the seven side. Don't mind him, madam. If he were not so well dressed, I should take him for a poet. But I'll show you the difference presently. Come, madam, we'll place you between us, and now the longest sword carries her. Draws. Enter Worthy. Melinda shrieking. <gasps> oh, Mr. Worthy, save me from these madmen. Exit with Worthy. Ha, ha, ha! Why don't you follow, sir, and fight the bold ravisher? No, sir, you are my man. I don't like the wages. I won't be your man. Then you're not worth my sword. No. Pray, what did it cost? 
it cost me twenty pistoles in france and my enemies thousands of lives in flanders then they had a dear bargain enter sylvia in man's apparel save ye save ye gentlemen my dear i'm yours do you know the gentleman no but i will presently your name my dear wilful jack wilful at your service what the kentish wilfuls or those of staffordshire both sir both i'm related to all the wilfuls in europe and i'm head of the family at present do you live in the country sir yes sir i live where i stand i have neither home house or habitation beyond this spot of ground what are you sir a rake in the army i presume no but i intend to list immediately look ye gentlemen he that bids the fairest has me sir i'll prefer you i'll make you a corporal this minute corporal i'll make you my companion you shall eat with me you shall drink with me then you shall receive your pay and do no duty then you must make me a field officer foo 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 i'll do more than all this i'll make you a corporal and give you a brevet for sergeant can you read and write sir yes then your business is done i'll make you chaplain to the regiment your promises are so equal that i'm at a loss to choose there is one plume that i hear much commended in town pray which of you is captain plume i am captain plume no no i am captain plume heyday captain plume i'm your servant my dear captain brazen i'm yours aside the fellow dares not fight enter kite sir if you please goes to whisper plume no no there's your captain captain plume your sergeant has got so drunk he mistakes me for you he's an incorrigible sot here my hector of holborn here's forty shillings for you i forbid the bands look ye friend you shall list with captain brazen i will see captain brazen hanged first i will list with captain plume i am a free-born englishman and will be a slave in my own way to brazen look ye sir will you stand by me i warrant you my lad then i will tell you captain brazen to plume that you are an ignorant pretending impudent coxcomb ay ay a sad dog a very sad dog give me the money noble captain plume then you won't list with captain brazen i won't never mind him child i'll end the dispute presently hark ye my dear takes plume to one side of the stage and entertains him in dumb show sir he in the plain coat is captain plume i am his sergeant and will take my oath on't what you a sergeant kite at your service then i would not take your oath for a farthing a very understanding youth of his age but i see a storm coming now sergeant i shall see who is your captain by your knocking down the other my captain scorns assistance sir how dare you contend for anything and not dare to draw your sword but you are a young fellow and have not been much abroad i excuse that but prithee resign the man prithee do you are a very honest fellow you lie and you are the son of a whore draws and makes up to brazen hold hold retiring 
did you not refuse to fight for the lady i always do but for a man i'll fight knee-deep so you lie again plume and brazen fight a traverse or two about the stage sylvia draws and is held by kite who sounds to arms with his mouth takes sylvia in his arms and carries her off the stage hold where's the man gone then what do we fight for puts up now let's embrace my dear with all my heart my dear putting up i suppose kite has listed him by this time embraces you are a brave fellow i always fight with a man before i make him my friend and if once i find he will fight i never quarrel with him afterwards and now i'll tell you a secret my dear friend that lady we frightened out of the walk just now i found in bed this morning so beautiful so inviting i presently lock the door but i'm a man of honour but i believe i shall marry her nevertheless her twenty thousand pounds you know will be a pretty conveniency i had an assignation with her here but your coming spoiled my sport curse you my dear but don't do so again no no my dear men are my business at present Excellent. end of act three